Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week six is just around the corner tomorrow, actually. Work held us back, and now we're ready to begin. Jake, how are you, buddy? Yeah, um, I'm tired. Yeah. Another morning pod. Kind of the worst, right? Yeah. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. Not really another choice, though. Both of us working every single night this week, um, and so... This was the literally the only time there was one window, and it was today at this hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, life, it's uh, yeah. it's rough, and FPL is not making it better. <laughs> no, it's um, it sucks actually. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I I like uh, during the international break, I really thought, oh, this will help me recharge and get excited about it again, and I just looked at my team like now, minutes before we started. And I was like, oh my God, I finished 5 million overall. What what the hell's happening? I, I My team on paper doesn't look bad, uh, but it was just terrible, absolutely terrible. So I, I don't even know what to do. I like know I probably should have played my wild card, but I, I seriously don't even have time. I'm gonna record this pod and I'm going to go to work until like nine o'clock tonight. I'll get home at nine. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I think we should move to a different country. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. What would that do? What do you, you think people work do you less? Think we, I, don't, I think we'll work less. Yeah. I, I think most of it's just on us. Like, I think there's a lot really? of people that work a lot less than we do. And okay. we just kind of, like, work a lot. Yeah, I guess. We bring it upon ourselves. Yeah. Right. And we fill our, like, I, I, my, the other thing I do is I fill my time with a lot of other stuff. So, like, if I'm not working, I, I, I will say I'm pretty good or maybe bad at packing my schedule full, you know, hanging, yeah. you know, see, seeing friends, seeing family, you know, doing work around our house. I spent the entire last weekend splitting wood. That was fun. Yeah. And that's, that's not good. a euphemism. Yeah. Our English listeners might think that is. Fair. Yeah. Why is it that they're so sexual? about everything you ever thought about that i i think more free time you know <laughs> only thing to think about is sex <laughs> yeah gotta fill it with something hey oh that's what she said yeah. <laughs> that was a euphemism <laughs> done yeah, uh, purpose nailed it all right um well let's get into some stuff here uh you know we've already smashed on on the life issues but um fpl virgin writes in if a sweet old lady ahead of jake in the starbucks queue bought the last psl in the store would jake follow her out into the street and jordan pickford scissor kick her at knee height two point sex sounds right in should jordan pickford consider a career change to cage fighting did you see that tackle well um the research i have done this week for fpl involves me watching that tackle probably a hundred times <laughs> that's about it and so the answer to both those questions is yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was uh it's an interesting moment in the game when we from an FPL perspective too because for somebody like me, I have Virgil. So I just lost him, right, for the maybe the rest of his career and it really should have been a foul, right? But but it's challenging because the offsides comes first. So it couldn't have been a penalty. That said, the offside was really, really tight again. I thought they were trying to kind of do away with that this year. Like if if you can't tell or if it's so tight that they have to get lines out to determine it, that, that maybe they were going to be a little bit more lenient. But I guess I was wrong because that happened a few times this week. Yeah, I, I that's how my understanding is of is it. Wow. Morning pod. That's my understanding too. Um, I don't, I don't get it because they are kind of going back on that. But ultimately, I guess my question is: If Pickford would have ran up and just punched him, would they have said, "Oh, well, it was offside, so right doesn't matter"? No, no, That's what yeah, I don't right. understand. No, no, it matters. It, it it doesn't. No, it it doesn't. It doesn't matter if he's offsides or not. It's it's a vi- it's violent conduct, right? Yeah. So, so he should have been sent off. There's no doubt about that. And, and that really would have changed the shape of that game for those of us that had Captain Sala um, or Mane. 
Um, so anyways, it's, it's just, it was a weird thing and, and did have payout and implications as well. Um, he also writes in, uh, Virgin writes in, it's been a long time since Marco has sung on the pod. Will he sing Stacy's mom for us loyal die fans, but replace the word Stacy's mom with Jake in the song. I would not disrespect Jacob's mother like that. So no, that's a no. Uh, but is Jake's mom beating Jake in FPL? There's been a lot of questions about that when people found out that your mother is playing. What's going on with that, Jake? I don't know. I'll have to ask her today. Don't Figure you like know her team? Don't you don't you look at her team? I do. I think she is beating me, but I'm not 100% sure. She did keep Werner and Mitrovic. So Mitrovic was a downer for her. Um, yeah. But Werner, good hold. Good hold for her. So Mitrovic, part of some of the most some of the most chances though in the entire yeah. league. I know, right? Crazy. Yeah. Frustrating. Most times um, pointing to the sky in frustration as well. Yeah, yeah. He had he had a oh boy. I didn't watch the whole game, but I saw some of the highlights. He had a week this last week. Could have easily scored multiple goals. Yep. Yeah. Um so let's talk just a little bit about something that I've been thinking a, a bit about. And that's this idea of like having a plan, but deviating from the plan and when you should and should not do that. So we talk a lot about it at the, at the beginning of the year, of like, you know, having a, a structure of what you think you're going to do um, and, and when you're going to do it. So for example, you know, when you want to play chips, when is it appropriate to take hits? Um, you know, what your team structure is going to look like. And so that's a very, it's interesting because in the community, there's this narrative that you have to have a plan. Then there's also this narrative that you have to be flexible with that plan. And I think that those two ideas are very at odds with one another. It's it's important, of course, to, to have planning. And it's I get that you want to be flexible. But where is that threshold, Jake? Because I'm having for the second year in a row, an abysmal start to the season um, I've always been someone that's played this game very strictly with a plan. And last year, here's where I'm, I'm kind of having trouble. Last year, I said, fuck the plan. I'm going to go off script. I'm going to do what I got to do to try to get things back on track. And to be completely honest, like I still had a terrible, well, just an average season. I wouldn't say terrible, but average season. So this year I'm looking at it and I'm saying, well, maybe I just stick to it. Like I, I don't do anything different than what I was planning to do and we see how it plays out. But what are your thoughts on this idea of like plan versus flexibility? Where's the threshold where you need to throw the plan out? I'm, I'm really struggling with it. Normally I feel like I have a good grasp of things and right now I do not. Yeah, I think, I think you have to just look at the players as a whole for the rest of the season and then also in like short five-week blocks um, for a few of your players, I think it's very challenging this year because there's there's a lot of things that are there's a lot more goals. Um, defenses aren't as solid. A lot more points with attacking players, and so typically you do want to have a couple of those higher priced um, players. And this year, it just seems like you know you, you just look right now at at the point total as my website can't like get updated but yeah Sal is up there we kind of expected that we always do but you know it's early but you got guys like Rodriguez Zaha um <laughs> I mean even Jorginho you know has 32 points on the year at, at 5.2 and then now becomes the question well do you start bringing those cheaper guys in because they're probably not going to keep that pace up right. and do you stick with your plan? And I think the answer is, yeah, you do stick to the plan, but you do have to kind of look at guys like, well, son, you know, is he really going to slow down? Probably a little bit, but right now, I mean, Spurs still have some good fixtures and they're probably worth it. Um, or like DCL, like, you know, we, we briefly touched on him as like an option in the beginning of the season, but I was scared about Everton, but you know, Everton's good. I mean, it does take Pickford taking out the best defender on the other team, probably, um, or the centerpiece at least to score some goals. But if he's going to do that every game, I want DCL on my team or like a Rodriguez on my team for the rest of the year. So like 
that's where you, I think you do, I think it is a little bit of a blend. Um, you got to be careful, right? Like I brought Rodriguez in and then was worried about him and took him back out when he had his like huge point, point hauls. So you don't want to flip flop a lot. Um, but definitely, definitely something to consider. Um, maybe staying away from the high price defenders this year is actually a good call. Things like that. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Just like some stats are like last year at this point through five game weeks, there had been 23 total clean sheets. This year, there have been 22 total clean sheets. It's actually not that much different from last year. Um, Last year, if you'll recall, though, a lot of people started with big at the back. Okay, and then immediately was were into offload mode because there weren't as many clean sheets as they had planned. But as the season went on, it, it did tend to settle a little bit. And actually, this year there's been um, two less matches too, right? Because in the first game week, um, a couple teams didn't mm-hmm. play. So I, I'm just saying, um, you know, I, I, that's I guess what I'm struggling with is is kind of the trends of the year and and what's going on. I kind of joked on Twitter that I know I should probably wild card, like looking at my team and where things are at. But I just, like I haven't, I don't even know if it's that I haven't had the time. I could do it at night, like when I get home after work. But like, I haven't had the mental capacity to do it. It's like, it's almost too, maybe this is going to sound soft, but it's like almost too stressful for me to just be like, okay, I need to take an hour or two hours to like really pound this out and figure out statistically what the right moves are like for example i didn't realize that like i have rodriguez on my team didn't realize he's second in the league for chances created and big chances created right now until this morning when i was doing some research for the pod okay didn't realize that mitrovich was uh i think third in the league for shots in the box right now um you know like i just don't even have a a good grasp of where things are so i'm about to give people some advice on their teams um (laughs) with some questions and things. So I can't wait to help you make your team better. I really can't. Yep. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Hopefully you did some research. Um, Let's get into our teams a little bit, Jake, because it was kind of a sad performance this, this week uh, by me specifically, but you as well, pretty weak um, uh, on your second, second week of the wild card. So really good for the dive boys. Do you want to start or should I? Uh, I can start. Um, right. So, ended up with a total game week score of 62, but had another minus four put in there. So, 58. Um, average points were 60. Um, I did bring in Sun, so that was a good move. I also bought it, brought in Pulisic, um, which I was happy with the way he played, but obviously completely disappointing performance with three goals and absolutely zero returns. That's frustrating. Um, yeah. Rabo and Semedo both got me clean sheets. Or sorry, Semedo got me a clean sheet. Rabo got me an assist. Um, neither of them got bonus points, which has been the story of my life with my defenders. Um, McCarthy and um, Tim. Tim Castagna, uh, who's gotten me two two one points since I've brought him in, um, which is perfect. That's what you want with your five, seven defender. Um, and then Lamptey, which was really frustrating. I honestly thought I had played Adams this week, but I must've switched to Lamptey at the last second and completely forgot. Um, played well, but two points. And then Salo was my captain. Um, up top, DCL and Jimenez both got goals, but again, the downer was that Adams was on my bench. And Mares has just been a disappointment. Uh, it's mm. like, I, that's the kind of the way he is. I just don't know if I want to keep him, though, because well, I, it scares me to not have any Man City coverage. And I love the fact that he's playing, you know, 90, 76, 90, but he just takes crazy shots that sometimes go in and sometimes don't. And so. I don't, I'm trying to decide are, are players like a Rashford a better option, and I think they are definitely a little no. bit pricier and harder. To, you don't think so? No. No. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. It's to, this week's a hold week for me. I don't think the only move I'd probably do is get rid of McCarthy and go to like a Martinez, but I, I don't think it's worth necessarily doing that immediately. But man, Villa do look good. But yeah, 58 total points, two below the average. I'm sitting at. 2.3 million it's it's this is my by far my worst season so 
But I yeah. think there's. I mean, I like my team right now. I like it so. Yeah, so that's my problem too. And this was my problem last year. I, when I look at my team on paper, I think it's okay, and it's not. So I'm not really sure what to do. That's what's a little frustrating for me right now. I, uh, my my game week was rough. Fifty points. I took a hit because I had um, the KDB injury, uh, and so uh, forty six on the week. Game week rank of five point two million, which is good. It's good. Um, but like, it wasn't. My transfers were were fine, right? Like I brought Sun in. That was good. Rodriguez mm-hmm. returned. Captain Salah have Havertz, had Robbo. So you're looking at it, like when you hear those things, you're like, wow, it couldn't have been that bad. And then I had zeros and ones across the board for everybody else. So I don't know, man. I'm in trouble here. Rodriguez just got ruled out for the next match. Um, Antonio is flagged right now. Van Dyke is out for like the rest of forever. Um, I have two non-playing bench players. So... That's, I guess, when I say, like, I should probably wild card. That would be why. We we normally say the five-player threshold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have five and probably more like seven or eight. So maybe I just need to, like, do that today. I probably do, don't I? I, I would say so, yeah. But Yeah. All right. Um, well, I'm going to pull up the Slack team right now. And why don't you pull up the... Uh, why don't you pull up League Dive? So the Slack team uh, is on wildcard right now, which is, I know, a little bit crazy. Slack team did a Marco, finished with 50 points uh, this week. But a pretty different team than my team, just got 50 another way. Um, returns from Taylor this week, um, Rodriguez, Son, Captain Sala, and Jimenez. Um, also dealing with the, the Mitrovic sadness um, that I'm dealing with. So I think that's probably done for the team. And uh, yeah, on a wild card, so should be should be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. You want to read league dive quickly, Jake? Yeah, so I'll do top ten. Um, Chinoa FC, um, Jeremy Latsky with in tenth place. Shigun Won Thai Yao. Sorry, I butchered that. Uh, Joseph Juba. Oh. My cat's getting automatically fed right now. There we go. I'm downstairs because my wife was very mad that I woke up to pod this morning. So she likes to sleep in. It's good for her. Oh, does she? I wish I had that job. So Um, she gets mad at you? Well, she was like, why'd you wake up? And I'm like, well, first of all, it's like seven. So is it really that early? But Right. You know, I get up at like 4.30 every day from my job, which is crazy because I'm a doctor, but apparently that's what I have to do in America. Right, um, but you're not a, right, but you're not a doctor, right? Well, yeah. Sorry, f- a fake doctor, but yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I've like come home and, you know, she'll be showering at like 9.30 and I'll be like, don't you have to like work? And she's like, yeah. I'll be like, Okay. Um, so yeah, so I, I woke her up this morning, so I'm potting downstairs, but with my cat, good Are times. You in the basement? Did she just put you in the basement? <laughs> we have no basements in Florida. That's where like the alligators and the yeah, water You're lives. in the crawl space under the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where you pod now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, back to the, so that was number nine. Number eight, Silva Lining. Great name. Uh, Brian. Good job, Brian. Number seven, numerators. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm just going to call you T. Uh, Varghese. Varghese. Um, number six, Bayern Bischlisch, uh, Lee Bishop. Number five, FC Dre. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to call you Uu. okay? I'm sorry. Uh, it's too early. Uh, number four, Blue Panther, um, Zama John. Number three, show me the Mooney. Uh, Connor Murray, he's been up top like all this year. Good job for him. Uh, number two, Lucas Levis Quavers, Sean McCall, and number one, uh, Rune. Well, I, how do you pronounce that? That's four syllables in a row. Uh, uh, Rujan, um, Ranyan Pradhan. Um, I, I, all these team scores are, are fantastic. They're in the, like the high seventies. I, I think all these, I didn't look at all these teams, but they got to all have like Kane and son just passing the ball to each other into the net. Like it, like yeah. 
in a practice yeah, everybody squad has, against yeah, high everybody school that's, boys. Everyone that's doing well right now has Kane uh, yeah. and or Son. I think both, um, in all honesty. Because, you most, know, like you said, you look at our do. teams yeah. and we have a lot of returns. Like, usually when you're getting bonus points from your forwards with returns and, like, two of your midfielders score goals, you're like, this is going to be a pretty solid week. Right. I'm right. just like, this is an average week. What's going on, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, PSL Super League, the top supporters league. Thanks to everyone that's helping us out with that, especially when we're sad right now. Uh, Jake Spice in fifth, fourth, uh, Potty Paw, third, Gaz, FPL, second, ZF, and in first, Connor Murray. Show me the Mooney. A game week score of 78, seven, or 373 points overall, and an overall rank of 9,742. Must be nice. Must be nice. You're so good. God. Um, all right. That's all the uh, the leagues. How are you feeling about your wild card, Jake? I don't hate it. I mean, my three forwards got in combined three goals and an assist this week and um, five bonus points. I mean, I, I really wish I would have played Shea. Um, or yeah, you but it's sad like, him, didn't you? What'd you say? You sat him, didn't you? Because I think I, you texted like our group chat. You were like, like he banged a goal, and you're like, yeah, fucking Jay. And I was yeah, like, I, I don't think you started him. <laughs> yeah, you should have sent it then, because I realized like last night when I finally looked at my team, and I was so so sad. Um, I think I switched it like right at the end. I was like, oh, what's he really gonna do against Chelsea? Oh, I forgot Chelsea's defense is shit. Um, but yeah, I played Lamptey and like they played well and he got into the attack, but of course, like they give up a, a really, really weak PK and lose 1-0, right? Like that's just kind of how my season's been going, not getting the, the captains right, you know, switching players. And that's the way FPL goes. It just seems to be like compiling. I, honestly, like I messed up not going with Spurs. I, I was just dead wrong and they're the best team right now. That that's really what's killed me. Um, I mean, did you did you realize Kane has the most returns ever by a player in the first five games? Are you serious? Of a season, yeah, the most returns ever, ever, ever. Yeah, no player's gotten that many returns in five games. How many returns does he have? I forget. Has, I oh, mean, I guess five. We can... Oh, he has. I didn't realize. Oh, well, five goals, seven assists right now. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Fuck. Really? Yeah, that's five. That's in five game weeks. It's absurd. The best is that his XGI is five point four. Yeah, it's not even like he's underperforming or overperforming. No, it's his expected goal involvement. It's five point oh, okay. four. And he yeah. has, so he is overperforming. Uh, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, know though. Returns, I mean, returns, but yeah, I don't know. the The question is, is like, are they going to kind of slow down with having? I guess they're in Europa, right? So that may slow them down because Kane plays like every game ever, every minute, yeah, every minute of every game. I don't know. Yeah, I love the um, so the all or nothing. Did you watch this yet with Spurs? Uh, I have not watched it, no, but I need right. to. Yeah, it's worth turning on. I just, ju- if 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 only for the Harry Kane like pregame speeches, they're mm-hmm. they're the best. Yeah, they're the like he gets the guys into the middle of the room. It's like I feel like I could use this pregame speech like pre FPL, like you know, <laughs> like before the week starts, and he's just like. All right, boys. Yeah, fucking let's go. Fuck him. Yeah, you know, fuck him. Yeah, fucking real good. And then all the guys are like, yeah, and they run out of like, that's that's the pregame speech. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, like I normally watch it while I'm riding my bike, like my trainer inside, you know, and I'll just be like, yeah, like I'm so good at biking. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. So I probably need a wild card. I got to figure that out. Um, you're happy with your wild card, but you messed up with, with. Um, with not having Spurs players. Uh, I did have an email that uh, John wrote in. Um, he said, great pod laughed a lot. Big question left unanswered. What led Jake to finally snapping and telling someone to fuck off last week? Uh, let's be honest. Jake eats a lot of shit. Some weeks you can even hear him working his way through it um, because there's so much. Um, why did you snap last week, Jake? I don't know. I think you told Kenny to F off. 
<laughs> and I love Kenny. Um, I don't know. In all honesty, it was kind of a joke, but yeah. Nah, you meant it. Yeah. I, th- uh, I think John- uh, I'm just tired. Life's, yeah, life's j- tough. John writes in possible reasons that I think could be explored further next week. One, Jake suffers from low blood sugar and he felt misunderstood in the moment. moment. Or his mum is above him in FPL. Uh, number three, the eight-year-old who hasn't looked at his team is above him in FPL. Four, the thought of Gunnersaurus getting sacked brought back deep-rooted memories after Jake was let go for being the saddest mascot of all time with a bottle of wine in one hand and a jar of olives in the other. And five, his wild card. I basically, oh, and then John says, I basically wild carded the exact same team, including the sack of shit in football boots, Riyad Mahrez. <laughs> well. I just want to clarify that uh, I wasn't let go as a mascot. Um, I was revered, and they were sad to lose me. No, no, no. That's not true. That is true. That is true. That's not true, Jake. I bet you you were never even a mascot. You were just like, yeah, that's me over there. That guy in that suit was me. Whatever. You You saw me trip and fall, so you know. Yeah, have I told that story on the pod? I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably worth a tell because we don't have anything positive to say on this podcast. So, yeah. quick story. Uh, when Jake and I went to college together, I found out that he was a mascot. I used to, when we'd go to like college parties, I'd take him and be like, hey, this is my buddy Jake. He's a mascot. <laughs> you know, like, and Jake was like, what the fuck, man? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's a mascot. That's what he does. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I I finally got to uh, a match, a game uh, that Jake was a mascot at. And... Uh, and he he finds me. I text him, "Hey, I'm gonna be at the game. Um, it's I'm really excited to see you and your mascot thing." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't put the suit on till later in the game, but I'll be putting it on." So he finds me up in the stands. He's like, "Hey, uh, I get to do like an event today." And the event was that it was at a baseball game. They had to run like was it around like the outside of the field or something? Yeah, the diamond. Outside okay. the diamond. Yeah, so they have to run, and it's a race against all these other players. And Jake is in, there's, the mascot is sausages. Okay, so that's already funny. Like when Jake says he's a mascot, he wasn't Gunner Source, he was a sausage. Okay. Uh, and, and so I said, well, which sausage will you be? There's four. I'm the chorizo, he says. <laughs> so Jake's this like gigantic Mexican sausage with a sombrero on his head. And these are not small mascot things. Like how tall are they, Jake? They're big. Yeah, I mean, they're taller than eight feet. You got to duck through doors for sure. Yeah, they're like eight, nine feet tall. The sombrero really adds height too. Uh, uh, yeah, for sure. And Jake nine. at the time was disappointed to be the, the the chorizo. He said, because the chorizo mascot suit is challenging to wear because of the sombrero. So, Jake- And, uh, and, and was broken uh, at what, the time. What, what? What? It was broken. <laughs> it was broken. <laughs> To this day, Jake claims that the suit was like damaged, waterlogged or something, right? <laughs> no, they have like rings in them and it was uh, one of the rings was broken. Yeah, listen, it wasn't broken. Jake made this up <laughs> because he was so embarrassed with the way that this plays out. So, it, this is a big moment in the games, okay? Uh, people get excited about these these sausage racing. Some people bet in the stands. They put like money. You know, I'll I'll bet $10 on that, you know, against other random people. It's a big deal. So they all line up. The gun goes off for the race to begin. Jake takes like two steps and he begins to stumble. You can see it immediately. You you can see it's like the slow motion fall. Right when like a little kid begins to like learn to walk, you know, and they and they they you know they take the first two steps, and now that you see them, they're going to go down, but they're trying to stay up. And I I I might have pissed my pants laughing because I knew it was happening. And uh, and about three steps later, Jake is on in the dirt, just on the ground, and and everyone's way beyond him. So of course, thirty thousand people are laughing at Jacob, uh, and. and <laughs> And the best part about it is Jake has to still finish the race. <laughs> so everyone's done and Jake has to get up and sad jog the rest of the way. And it was a sad jog. Uh, anyways, that's the story. Jake finished the race. Then immediately he gets the suit off 
you know, back behind the scenes. And he comes back to me in the stands and is like, hey, it was broken. Like, the suit wasn't working. <laughs> He's so embarrassed, like red in the face. My whole family's there. They're all laughing at him. Uh, Jake, I'm so sorry, but I had to share that pod, that story on yeah. the pod with everyone. Yeah, it was good times. Uh, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right, when we come back, we'll discuss the upcoming game week. And hopefully Jake's not too sad and doesn't just quit this podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Real quick shout out to our Patreons. Thanks for everyone who's supporting us. Um, paying for our lavish lifestyles, although, and albeit sad, sad lavish lifestyles. I've been having to wipe my tears away with $100 bills from our Patreon account. So it's been tough, uh, but someone's got to do it. Am I right, Jake? Yep, and those those people are us. Yeah. Uh, if, um, if you want to support us, we'd really appreciate it. Um, we just had to make our payments for SoundCloud and WordPress and all the stupid things that you have to pay for to have a podcast. Um, so thanks to those that are helping us cover those things. Uh, Jake, let's get into the game week. Um, we have a lot of different questions this week. Uh, some of them are kind of about premiums. There's a big chunk of questions about defenders, and I do think it's probably worth digging into a little bit of the underlying stats for some of those guys and some of those teams um, and and talking a little bit about what we think the next steps defensively are um, uh, going forward. Okay, so let's start, though, with Fark. He wrote in, um, I don't own Salah or Kane, and clearly both are looking uh, and, and cl- clearly both are looking. Uh, which of these two would you prioritize getting in your team if you were dumb enough not to own either? Um P.S. Marco, can you do your Harry Kane impression? I can't do the Harry Kane impression. I did. Well, I did the earlier one of his of his um, of of him doing a pregame speech. Uh, I was told that my Harry Kane impression is um, offensive to those with um, that might have speech impediments, um, and so I don't I don't want to be offensive. I don't I don't mean to be, and I didn't mean to be. I just think Harry Kane does does have a have a funny way about him not just the way he speaks but also the way he just is uh it's harry but anyways um let's get into that a little bit harry kane sala doesn't have either um that does seem pretty crazy that you don't have either at this point in the season but um let's talk a little bit about those two players and and maybe going forward do you have both do you have one the it's hard because there's a lot of like kind of mid-price midfielders that are are performing really really well. There's a lot of me- medium-priced or lower-priced strikers that are performing very very well, and so you kind of want to have all those guys. What's challenging about that is, you know, it's sometimes hard to have like two high high premiums. Um, also in your team, but Harry's a little lower at ten point six right now. Salah is up to what now? Is he at twelve point three? Yeah, 12.3 now, and it looks like he might rise again um, today or tomorrow. Um, so let's get into those stats a little bit. Obviously, you brought forward that stat that I had not heard. I didn't realize that Kane has had the most returns um, in the history of the game through five game weeks with five goals, seven assists. That's outrageous. Um, Sala doing quite well to start the season, six goals uh, to get the, the season off um, and one fantasy assist. Um, if you will. Um, let's look a little bit at, at their stats. Let's dive a little bit deeper, though. So um, I had said earlier that Kane's expected goal involvement is 5.4, which to me was a little bit lower than I was expecting it to be. <clears throat> um, that said, Salah's expected goal involvement is only 4.93, um, so actually lower. Um, and I wonder if that has to do maybe with expected assists. I'm not sure. When I look at like expected assists for, no, I guess not. When I look at expected assists for um, Harry Kane, for example, he has an expected assist of one right now. He has seven returns, which is pretty crazy. Um, but meanwhile, Salah has an expected assist of 1.7. Um, and he doesn't have an official assist in the game. He has a fantasy assist. Um, the other big difference I would say when I look at the two players is one, and we've talked about this before, is but where they're touching the ball. Um, Harry Kane, uh, basically he's in the, the goalie box 
or he's outside of the box. There's no in-between for Harry. He has almost no touches like in the penalty area outside of like deep, deep in the goal in the goalkeeper's box. Whereas Salah has quite a few touches in those dangerous areas. Um, if you look at, let's see, where are my touches? Attempts, distribution, defending. Where is it, Jake? Why am I not seeing balls received in the box? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, here's goal attempts. Sorry, goal attempts 25. They're tied on goal attempts. Goal attempts in the box 19 to 16. Salah is leading that. Oh, sorry, penalty area touches. Uh, Salah has almost uh, has double 52 to Kane's 24. Um, so I guess for me, I, I I favor Salah statistically. The fixtures favor Kane. Would you agree there? Well, for three weeks. So I think if yeah, you're going to go switches. Kane, you got to yeah. you got to literally get him in now because once he plays Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Pool, Leicester, Wolves, like I mean, you could hold him through those game weeks, and he's probably going to do okay. But there might be cheaper forward options that are better at that time. Um, that's kind of my that does, take on it. Yeah, and and so the other thing that does concern me a little bit about just like. Kane's fiery start is just and I know that maybe this isn't something we always look at but it's just total touches he has 206 touches to Salah's 328 and I guess I mean I know that part of that has to do with the way that Mourinho plays right so they're going to play a little bit more counterattack, right then then I mean Liverpool has definitely used to be more like that and definitely has become more possession based and um, although they score more of their goals off that counterattack play. Um, I guess I would favor Salah. I think both in your team is good, especially this year because Kane came in at, right, he started at 10-5 this year. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, so probably wor- worth a consideration, you know, but I'm not sure how I can get him in my team without a wild card. If I do wild card this week, I will have him in my team just to have him. Um, don't see why I wouldn't. Any other thoughts on that, Jake? No, I think that's fair. Okay, let's pivot to another uh, forward who has been very frustrating this year and came good last week after I dropped him, um, which was reasonable. I knew there was a good chance of that, um, but I I did it anyways, and I moved Werner out, um, brought Antonio in, and then upgraded my 4.5 midfielder to Pujasic. And so my thought process there was, I do think Werner's going to come good. I, I think having Pusic on the field is really going to help him. Uh, turned out it did. I think that Pusic on the field is going to move Kai Havertz central. Turned out it did, and that helped me. I kept Kai too. Uh, like you said, very frustrating to not see return, returns from Christian in that performance. But let's talk a little bit about, I mean, we can talk about Chelsea in general, but let's talk <laughs> a little bit about Werner Zaburner. What do you have for us, Jake? Well, I think you have to put the big asterisk on this. He played on the wing a lot. And so now if he plays in that top position in that uh, on that Chelsea team, I think it's going to work out well for him. And the reason being is if you actually look at some of the underlying attacking stats, so... <laughs> You want to you want to know who out of the players who have actually like played a lot of minutes, um have one of the highest like you know chances created attack like and per per minute like it's it's Tammy Abraham right really so yeah Abraham um tw- every 20 minutes has created a chance um the created only or, four- or been on the end of one no minute sorry minutes per chance um okay so so he's been on the end of that ch- like he's received you know somebody's played a ball to him or Correct. he's created Mit- it himself, one of the two. Yeah, Mitrovic okay. is the only other forward that's ahead of him that's played substantial minutes. Um, by He's just a titch ahead in 19.8. Ooh, a titch. Um, <clears throat> a titch, yeah. And then so also for goal attempts in the box, Tammy is also at 20.4 and the next closest forward is Mitrovic. And so... Um, his shots shots on target every 50 minutes um, and and so Werner's stats are all worse than Tammy's but he also was playing on the wing a lot right and right. so 
his his underlying stats are pretty ho hum. Um, he basically has an xG per ninety of point four four. Um, his xG total is two point one. He has two goals. His xA um, is point five four. He has one assist. But I think now that Chelsea's healthy, he's a good second option. Um, and, and a little bit cheaper than Kane. And I think he's going to be very much worth it. Um, I don't think it's worth bringing him in this week against Man United. I, maybe like you set your team up to bring him in the week after when he goes against Burnley, Sheffield, Newcastle. And then, you know, then it's kind of a mixed bag and they do have some tough fixtures. But he's someone to consider that's maybe a little bit more of a differential now because so many people got rid of him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do think playing central is really going to help him. Um, you know, I look, the other two players I look at on that team are Pujicic and, and Havertz. And now that the team is kind of sorted, so Pujicic really normally plays on the left wing and he's been playing on the right because Frank can't stop mounting mount. Um, but, you know, I think when when Ziyech is back, he's normally the right wing player. And I would guess that uh, that Pujic would be pushed back to the left side. Um, and then you're going to have that, I mean, proper, you know, front four that they had really planned to have with, with Havertz in the middle and Werner up top. And it's, um, I, I don't see how they don't create a bunch of scoring opportunities. I mean, just the four of them by themselves, they will. The, their back line and defensive issues aside, um, I think Chilwell helps them as well playing it as that left back it's a it's gonna really help um them getting forward so um yeah i i think you i think you kind of hold him if you have him and uh if you don't have him i don't know like if i'm you know i don't know if i'd for sure have him in my team but like let's say i was wild carding next week and there's that that three games bang 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 i might i might have him on the team just get some goals you know what i mean yeah that's fair um, all right, um, let's get into the defenders then. So those were kind of the big off offense. Oh, well, there's one more, one more. Let's do the the last one about, um, let's do these two. Let's do um, a City and and Aguero and Sterling and kind of the Sun questions. And then we'll flip, flip over to defenders, okay? So FPL Virgin, and I've got a few questions here that I think will hit all of them. So FPL Virgin writes in, uh, five game weeks in and Man City attack is looking blunt. What's going on? Um, Lionhead writes in 706 minutes of pod pods listened. We need something different from all the pods. Not much time touched on a little bit on Aguero has been, but not much time spent talking about differentials. Um, and then future Mr. Hope Hicks um, actual pod. That's actually that's Native American Drake. Um, change his name. Doesn't want to be N.A. Drake anymore. I guess our name wasn't good enough for him. Uh, actual pod question, Jimenez and Sterling or Sun and Aguero. So let's talk a little bit about City. Um, I want to just, I'll share something that I listened to the other day. First off, hold up. Lionhead with 706 minutes of pods listened. That's too much. It's too much pod. What do, do you have? What do you do for your life? What do you do? Maybe he's a traveling uh, large animal veterinarian in the car a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, yeah, maybe in the car or commute, big commute life, right? I could see that. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts when I had, uh, when I was commuting, um, you know, 45 minutes to work every day. That was a lot. Now my commute's about two minutes. So I don't hardly listen to any podcasts. I just work and that's all I do. Um, let's talk a little bit about city. I listened, uh, speaking of commuting, I had to drive down to a match, um, about two hours away, hour and a half away the other day. So I got to listen to a little bit of pod action. And, uh, I listened to the stat bomb, uh, podcast. They did a review of, uh, all the different transfers. It was released like maybe October 6th or 8th, like right when the window closed. Um, and it was, it was really good. They just kind of went through, you know, which deals were good, which weren't good, how the contracts looked, things like that. Uh, but one of the things they touched on was City and the trouble that City is having replacing the ball advancing properties of Sané and David Silva. So both uh, in one of the kind of more advanced statistics that teams look at, we don't often look at it for FPL, but a lot of teams will look at is is a player's ability to advance the ball, whether that be off the dribble or off the pass. So 
Um, like Neymar scores through the roof on on that statistic. Um, Alexis Sanchez scored really, really high. Guys like Messi, you know, guys that carry the ball well and play a lot of penetrating forward passes. So Sané and Silva, outside of KDB, had led that team over the last couple of years. Now, I know Sané had a lot of injury last year, so didn't really play. But but in years before that, when City were really buzzing, Um and so they've lost both those players and the big shoes to fill there. And I do think that that's one of the reasons that that attack is looking so, I guess, blunt, like FPL Virgin said. Um, if the ball's not on KDB's feet, it very rarely advances um, large chunks of, of space at a time, right? He's about the only player that picks the ball up in the midfield and runs with it or plays like deep penetrating passes to that break lines or get players in behind. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons that that's going on. I don't know where they're going to find that. I, I don't know that they have another player outside of KDB that can do that. Do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, that, that's very interesting. I haven't actually thought of it that way. But yeah, I, I mean, they've looked just bad, you know, like one goal against Arsenal. Arsenal had a lot of chances in that game. I, I, that's one of the few games I watched the highlights of so far. It's not like that game couldn't have been 1-1. Um, and, you know, Leeds one goal. Leicester, they got absolutely destroyed. And so they have a lot of the top attacking or the top finishing pieces. But, yeah, that's a very interesting comment. Like, what are they doing in the midfield? And, uh, you know, they got players like De Bruyne and Foden. And, and the other thing that concerns me is, like, do they move De Bruyne? Do they keep him farther back? so that he can advance that ball. Um, right. and, and so, uh, to me, Man City right now is a one-player... I, I want one player from their team, and I just hope that they keep, continue to get returns for me. I don't want to go all in on Man City right now until they change, and they probably will. They'll probably turn it around, but they've also had a lot of tough fixtures, and it will continue to be tough for the next four game weeks. Um, West Ham and Sheffield are probably their two better of the four, and then they go against Liverpool Spurs. And so... I just Aguero's too much of a risk. Um, I think he's a little bit too highly priced, and so I want a player like De Bruyne that can get goals and assists, or Mahrez who can get goals or assists, or just come on and nail a set piece for me and get an assist. Um, I think Sterling is a reasonable player too because he's like the one guy that's actually scoring chances. But I would have to look at their underlying stats a little bit more. So. Yeah. Um, so like Mr. Hopix asked. Um, Jimenez and Sterling are Son and Aguero. What do you lean yeah. towards on that? Well, I just don't... I don't like Aguero. So I, I would actually lean Jimenez and Sterling for now. Um, I mean, Jimenez, he's one of those guys that, yeah, he just scores one goal a game, right? He's got three goals. Um but he got he has four bonus points with those just three goals, right? So if right. he does ever get like a, a double return and Newcastle is probably one of those fixtures that he could do that, you know, I like him more than Aguero because I just don't see Aguero going off in the next four game weeks. And that could change. But like, is he even on PKs anymore? I don't know. Um, he could come out in 60 minutes. You know, he's one of those guys that gets subbed off quickly. So, yeah, is he a differential that's, like, reasonable and you're going to look like a genius if you do it? Yes. But is it too early? I think so, right? And so that's the mistake I made with Werner. Chelsea just weren't 100%. And I was like, I'm starting the season with Werner because he's a great player. Well, it didn't work out because they had to move Werner around and he wasn't playing in his position. And so, like, that's what kind of concerns me about Aguero. Like, eh. Is it just a little bit too early? And I'd say yes. Yeah, I think that's a good just little tip is that it's about more than just the singular player. You know, I think that that's one thing that I've gotten away from a little bit is I used to look a lot more at team stats. You know, how many chances is the team creating? What, you know what I mean? Like, what's the XG of the team? And now I've, you know, because I've had access to it, I've started to dig down into more individual players. But the team really drives that, right? If, if, if the rest of the team isn't firing and, and the cogs are missing and things aren't 
aren't quite clicking, then that individual player is not going to be on the end of those chances or isn't going to be playing chances to other players who will actually finish them. So I don't know, just something to think about as well. And I I tend to agree with you, Jake, on that. Um, Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about defenders. So we have like four or five questions that kind of revolve around defense. So Emma writes in, when is it wise to take a hit for a defender? Uh, For me, Dyer, Mitchell, Burke, and Potence all may not start. Other people, including Marco, have benches full of flagged players. That is true. I have five right now on my team. Um, When do you think it's appropriate to take a hit for a defender? For me, Jake, it tends to just be like if you don't have another guy playing. Like that's normally when I'm like, okay, I'll take a hit for a defender. Otherwise, I try just to like not to avoid it. And I just hope that the guy plays or even just for a minute or something like that. I think that's the only time it's acceptable um, is if you if you literally are not going to fill the player and you're going to get a zero pointer because because it's so hard to to guess clean sheets. You never truly know. And so if you are going to take that hit too, you're going to want to go for guys that not only have a really high chance of getting a clean sheet, but also attacking returns. So like this week, Robbo and Trent, if you could do it, um, you know, they play one of the most anemic attacks in Sheffield United. I think that's the perfect answer. If you need a player that's a little bit cheaper, Lamptey against West Brom or like maybe a Wolves guy would be the way to go. Um, Kilman interestingly played and got not only an assist, but triple bonus at any price at 4.1. Um, everybody's jumped on him. Um, so he's had two weeks of playing two clean sheets and, and six bonus points. Kind of absurd. I don't know if he, he's obviously not going to keep that up, but very interesting player at 4.1 keep a close eye on him yeah i'm i'm concerned that he doesn't keep his spot but yeah i, I mean with, i don't know i mean if he keeps Mar- playing Mar- like Mar- yeah right isn't mark who's out right now Marcal's out right now yeah but he did come in and play so i guess we'll know more soon right like he i think he got subbed on at the end of that game um let me just check yeah he played one minute <laughs> So he's back yeah. to being healthy. So the question is, is he going to take back over Kilman's role or does Kilman keep it now? Yeah, or Mar- Marcao might take the wing back spot and Saiz moves back to where Kilman, back. you know, to his more natural yeah. left left center back spot. But yeah. um, we will see. Uh, Phil Virgin writes in, will Liverpool keep a clean sheet at home to Sheffield United? Is it time to jump ship on Liverpool defense completely now that BVD is seriously injured? Um, no. It's not time to jump complete ship, but probably just having one. And I think um, Robbo is clearly the one to have. Um, I didn't realize, like, statistically how much better Robbo is uh, than Trent this year. Um, And he's, like, blowing him out of the water in almost every single stat. So I would say that he's probably the one to have. Um, Obviously, VVD, for those that don't know yet, is very, very injured uh, and will be out for a long time. Now, the issue is Trent. Like, what do you do with him? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. I jumped oh, ship on my run, wild. Run, run, run. run. Oh, God. Um, don't, don't fall in the sausage costume. Uh, oh, so, I think you hold him this week if you have him because they just have yeah. such a huge chance of a clean sheet and then probably even hold against West Ham at home. But, yeah, I, th- I think he's a reasonable player to, to free up funds. I mean, you might kick yourself afterward, but I just can't, I can't argue with the fact that like Villa looks so good defensively. So you could go with like a Villa defender, um, you know, Wolves, uh, chill. Well, I don't, I don't want to say chill well, cause he's kind of still mid priced. Um, but yeah, I just think there's probably a defender you could try to find that will free funds and still be getting clean sheets and has some chances of attacking returns. Are there going to be game weeks where Trent gets like double returns? Probably. They're probably just have yet to come. But now with Van Dyke being out, that makes me concerned about like their clean sheet potential as well. So he's, he's pretty expensive. You know, the reason you have him is not only the attacking returns, but also the clean sheet potential at seven, five. And so, I think I would sell him after a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, 
via uh, from Big Man Bakker on on Twitter. This guy does a really nice uh, Twitter thread after every game week. Um, one of the things he said was Trent versus Robertson post restart. Um, or excuse me, Trent versus Robertson this season. Shots in the box, zero for Trent, four for Robertson, zero big chances for Trent, two for Robertson, six versus 22 penalty area touches, final third touches of 154 versus 218, and big chances created of two versus three for Trent versus Robertson. So clearly, right, Robbo demolishing him in, in most of those stats. So probably the one to have, just him. And that's it. Um, How about Wilson writes in, should we be looking at City's defense? That's an interesting question. Should we? I hadn't really even considered them. On the Slack team, I think we're going to have a City defender. I think the only guy I would consider is Aki at 5-5. And he's injured, but he's probably going to play. I I, I honestly can't really answer that question. I'd have to look more. they rotate a lot. City defenders by the end of the year are almost never worth it. They have so many injuries right now. Um, maybe like when Laporte's back, you could consider it. Maybe Aki would be – their defense will be shored up, but, but they just don't – they don't even really have good fixtures. Um, maybe wait till game week 10 and we'll know a little bit more as well. Um, do they have a fixture swing in game week 10? Well, I mean, or, they go what, from – Why are you they, advocating for that? Well, because they, they have Liverpool and Spurs 8-9, and nine, and so, yeah, you might be able to get a clean sheet this week against West Ham or, or Sheffield, but then they play Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, Southampton, Newcastle, and Man United in a six-game week thread. So, to me, that yeah. there's a lot more chances of not only returns but, but clean sheets at that time. And then you'll know more, see if there's it's a little bit more shored up because, like, they just have, you know, Fernandine, Fernandino's out, Laporte's out, Aki's, like, got an injury I think, so i think laporte's just, back now but yeah yeah i mean he he might play yeah but i guess we just got to see like what uh, my guess is laporte and aki are going to be playing centrally and then you know walker on the right and then i think diaz has been playing on the left but it's just it's it's early i don't know how much i'd push to get those guys in yeah city haven't expected goals against on the season of seven uh that puts them one two three Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteenth in the league. So I don't know. Probably not. I wouldn't be considering them. I hadn't even thought of them, and maybe that's why. Um, there's a lot of teams with cheaper players um, that are that are doing much better. Burnley's interesting. Their expected goals against is four point three, uh, but they've conceded um, eight. Brutal. It's a tough little unlucky, right? Yeah, and they still have terrible fixtures ahead. So I don't yeah. I would stay away from them too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see, FPL report says, is it worth spending more than six in defense? Garf says with clean sheets being at a premium, is it time to ditch the premium assets um to go with four point five across the board? Maybe there's money better spent elsewhere. Um he also uh Garf also gave me some advice. He said life first, FPL a distance second. Don't stress about it. Um, Robert Hunt says best defenders under five, five on a wild card. And Steven writes in, when do we start taking the via defense? Uh, seriously. Good questions. Um, is it worth spending more than six in defense? I think the only player I'd look at is Robbo. Anybody else that you'd consider Jake or no? Nope. Robbo. Um, okay. I I don't really like dinge long-term. I guess their fixtures might be okay um for a little bit longer but let me check yeah maybe dinge maybe but i don't don't love it but that's it okay um is it is it time to just go like with mostly four fives i think if i wild you know to answer gar's question if i wild carded today which i actually might there's a very strong chance of that just because i have one two three four five players out right now I don't have Calvert-Lewin. I don't have Kane. I don't have anybody good really on my team. So I should probably try to take some time during my day to sort this. So um, should you go four fives? I think I would probably, if I'm going to do this now, I'd probably have Robertson, 
I'd probably risk it and keep Mitchell for now from Crystal Palace. And then, yeah, I think I'd probably go four, five, four, five, four, five for the next three. And I just, I'd try to make it work. Um, if I'm not exactly sure who, who those players would be, maybe it would be a four, six or something like that. But um, that's probably the way I would spend in my back line right now so that I could get a little bit more money up into the midfield and forward line. Um, I, I think Chilwell and PVA are interesting players at their price. Yeah, well, um, well PVA is mm-hmm. really interesting because there's a chance he might play through the midfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they're saying. So I like the idea of him. I do like Chilwell as well. I just, I'm not sure if you, if you have those, let's say you had Robo, Chilwell, PVA, maybe you could go like 4-4 then after that. Yeah. And, yep. and that might be a way to do it too. You have three like pretty good defenders and then maybe two fours like, you know, you're kind of taking a risk there, but maybe it works out. It, I guess it depends a little bit on the rest of your structure, of your team, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been with Rabo and then Semedo for Wolves and um, Castagne, who's unfortunately kind of fallen off. And so to me, I, I'm really considering just some – I like my attackers right now, and they all have pretty good fixtures for a while. So, I'm considering just some lateral moves to get Chilwell and possibly PVA in, and then I just have Lamptey. And if Kilman continues to play, like he could be a diamond in the rough with his price yeah. at 4.1. And I don't know yet, but right now I have a 4-0 Dunn who's just not playing anymore for Burnley. Um but I've been able to rotate and play either three or four defenders. Like, so this week, you know, I think they all have good chances of clean sheets, except maybe Castagne. And so right now he's on my bench, but I, Arsenal's attack isn't fantastic. So I may even play him. We'll see. How about about this whole Villa defense? You know, I, I think Martinez is the the key to that. And so you try to get him in. But if not, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to go with a defender. But I think Martinez, yeah. I mean, he's got 31 points and he's played one less game. He's like almost like I'm almost just considering a lateral move to get him in because I just don't see McCarthy keeping a clean against Everton. Mm-hmm. I hate doing that with goalkeepers, but like they have just been fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, those are the main questions. So. Who are you captaining this week? Salah right now at 60% odds for an anytime scoring. Hard to yeah. go against that, isn't it? I, I keep I keep being wrong, but I'm probably going to go with Salah, and then Sun's probably going to score a hat trick or Kane will. I mean, I don't have Kane. So I, I think Salah just makes the most sense at home. Um, Salah also yeah. at um, to score two or more goals is leads the, the yeah. um, betting and odds that's as well. Yeah, and that's why. He's just... Yeah, I just hope it's not like a Mane day where he gets two goals and Salah does nothing except gets an assist. I, I, but yeah. I think Salah is just the simple answer, and I'm going to just make the simple choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, who would you go after that? A, a, Kane. I'd go know, Kane. Kane's at Burnley. a 50% anytime scoring odds. Um, the Burnley defense, though, like I said, has been actually pretty good and expected goals against. Mm-hmm. Um, Kane is at 15% odds for a um, two goal or more return, which is equal to Jimenez. Um, Sterling at 16%, Mane at 18%, Abba at 18%, Kuhn at 20%, and Salah yeah. at 23%. So, yeah. Um, I need, yeah, I think I'm going to Captain Salah. I need to figure out, like, if I, I probably need to wild card. I, I wasn't really going to. And then with this Rodriguez news, like, I don't know if I even have a sub. Like to mm-hmm. come in, I'm probably playing with like ten guys, nine guys. Well, let so, me know. I'll I'll get it wrong for you. So go no, ahead I won't share me. it with. You. If I wildcard, I won't <laughs> share it with you. Yeah, you'll probably do a better job then. Yeah, well, I don't. Luck. I when I wild, I don't know about other people. When I wildcard, I very rarely share it with like people that I know. Sometimes I'll share it with like some people on the Twitter sphere, like some people that I talk with about that. But like, I don't need to know other people's I thoughts on on this i want it to be my team i want to be the like what i'll sometimes do is if i have like one choice right this guy or this guy i might throw that out to people but outside of that i won't be like here's my team because then immediately the response by every person ever is well why did you pick this person well why did you pick this person well that person's not good why didn't you consider this person and suddenly you just you've you've completely lost the plot 
So yeah, I'm not. I got not talked into having that. Jota from a friend. So yeah. Yeah, you exactly. lost the plot, man. You lost the plot. I lost yeah. the plot there. I don't know what I was doing. So yeah, that's bad. Um, all right. We should probably be done. The pod's running long. And that wasn't bad yep. for a morning pod. It was actually more enjoyable than I thought, despite a terrible game week. I actually feel better about FPL after spending Good. some time talking about it and looking at our teams a little bit. Good. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> All right. Follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com. Support our Patreon, patreon.com backslash The Art of the Dive. You can download our podcast anywhere where pods are found. Uh, We'd really appreciate a share online. Uh, We'd really appreciate a review, um, a five-star or four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star review would be fine too. I don't really care. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, Let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake, and remember, you should dive.